The Christmas Truce. In this December episode of the monthly devotions of Holy Mother Church, Father Shannon Collins addresses the suicide of Christendom at the turn of the century and how our world's problems can only be solved by the peace of Christ and the reign of Christ. As we get towards the end of the great season of Advent and approach the solemnity of Christmas, I'd like to talk about an historical event during World War I, which has been labeled the Christmas Truce. On December 7th, 1914, Pope Benedict XV, the Pope of Peace, suggested a temporary pause in the First World War in order that Christmas might be celebrated. Britain, France, Germany, and other warring nations refused to create any official ceasefire. On Christmas Day, however, the soldiers in the trenches declared their own unofficial truce. In the early hours of Christmas morning, something remarkable happened. German soldiers began singing that famous carol, Silent Night. Soon afterwards, that same sound issued forth from the opposing side until a united Christian chorus in peaceful harmony was heard. In various places along the 500-mile western front, unarmed German and allied soldiers slowly and cautiously emerged from their trenches and crossed into no man's land. Those killing fields between the trenches littered with frozen corpses and deep bomb craters, all done in order to bury their dead and to wish each other a Merry Christmas. This little piece, this Christmas truce, was a grassroots movement that defied the policies of ungodly and war-crazed leadership. A British corporal stated, quote, We shook hands with the enemy, wished each other a Merry Christmas, and were soon talking as if we had known each other for years. Here we were laughing and chatting to men whom only a few hours before we were trying to kill, The soldiers exchanged gifts such as cigarettes, chocolates, sausages, liquor, and plum puddings, and likely swap stories about the miseries of war. The Germans even rolled out barrels of beer across into no man's land to the British trenches, where they raised toast to one another's health. In some cases, parts of the battlefield became a setting for soccer matches. The unapproved truce concerned high-ranking officials and politicians, afraid that their men might lose the will to fight. Such peace during wartime also outraged others, including one German corporal named Adolf Hitler. The young Hitler scolded his fellow soldiers, saying, quote, such a thing should not happen in wartime. Have you no German sense of honor left? As the sun set on Christmas Day, the fighters retreated to their respective trenches. 
In most locations, the war and the suicide of Christian Europe resumed on St. Stephen's Day, December 26th. On one part of the fighting front at 8.30 a.m., a British soldier fired three shots into the air and raised a flag that read Merry Christmas. His German counterpart raised a flag that read Dankeschön, thank you. The two men then saluted each other and returned to their trenches. The big artillery guns quickly extinguished the brief flicker of peace. The commander of the British Army issued orders that such a grassroots ceasefire should never happen again. When Christmas returned to the trenches in 1915, a year later, the Christmas truce did not return. Holiday cheer was in short supply. After a year that saw the unleashing of poison gas attacks and the deaths of millions, both on and off the battlefield, the guns of World War I did not fall silent again until the signing of the armistice on November 11th, 1918. The Christmas truth did, however, provide an unforgettable memory for many, such as a British soldier who confessed in a letter written to his parents the following, quote, I would have missed the experience of yesterday, or should I say, I wouldn't have missed the experience of yesterday for the most gorgeous Christmas dinner in England, unquote. Pope Pius XI of Holy Memory had a motto written over his tomb which reads, Pax Christi in the Regno Christi, the peace of Christ in the reign and kingdom of Christ. Where Christ and his Holy Gospel rule the lives of men, where there is a proper Christian order in society, where the Pope of Rome or the Vicar of Christ, the King, is acknowledged as the highest authority, Christ peace resides. But Europe would not have this peace. For secular, Freemasonic, and anti-Catholic forces had uncrowned Christ the King in their societies, their governments, and their schools. Our Lord did not abdicate. He did not step down from his rightful throne. Rather, having been dethroned, by ungodly men, Christ's peace did not reign in that continent that was once referred to as Christendom. The total number of military and civilian casualties in World War I was over 37 million people, over 16 million deaths and 20 million wounded, ranking it among the deadliest conflicts in human history. As we all know, Our Lady of Fatima visited those three Portuguese shepherd children in 1917 at the very height of the carnage connected with the Great War, and she clearly stated that the present conflict was a punishment for human sin, for its rebellion against God's plan for peace in Christ. And furthermore, she warned that if modern man did not stop offending the good Lord, an even more horrible war would break out during the pontificate of Pope Pius XI, 
and even greater errors would arise that would corrupt the nations. Our Lady of Fatima provided the future sign of yet another war, namely an ominous and unprecedented light that would reach across much of the world during the night. And on the night of January 25, 1938, Sister Lucia, a visionary at Fatima, stood at her convent window and saw a red glow that lit the entire sky. This light was seen throughout Europe and Africa and in parts of America and Asia. Scientists tried to explain it away as a most unusual display of the aurora borealis, or northern lights. But Sister Lucia knew that it was the great sign foretold by Our Lady on July 13, 1917, and that the punishment of the world was at hand. Several weeks later, Hitler, the corporal turned Fuhrer, invaded Austria. Thus began another and even worse war in the reign of Pius XI and into the reign of Pius XII, as predicted by the Mother of God. World War II was the deadliest military conflict in human history. Over 60 million people were killed, which was over 3% of the world's population at that time. Christ did not reign in the societies of men, and so his peace was absent. And the history of liberal republics that rejected Christ the King proves this point, as we have not had one moment of real peace for the last two and a half centuries, with constant conflicts and a perpetual state of war, whether it be hot or cold wars, in fact, it seems almost impossible to bring our troops home from various dangerous regions, even when our commander-in-chief might desire it. The great Russian writer Alexander Solzhenitsyn once asked why Europe in 1914, quote, which was bursting with health and abundance, had fallen into a rage of self-mutilation even suicide, unquote. Solzhenitsyn offered the same explanation as he did for all the disasters of the 20th century, namely that man had forgotten God. The popes would certainly agree with that assessment, including Pope Pius XI, who clearly taught that, quote, the many evils in the world today were due to the fact that the majority of men have thrust Jesus Christ and his holy law out of their lives. And as long as individuals and states refuse to submit to the rule of our Savior, there will be no really hopeful prospect of a lasting peace among nations. Men and their societies, which have been created by God and redeemed by the most precious blood of his divine Son, are absolutely obligated to love, serve, and obey their Creator and Savior. But when men reject this divine plan for peace and prosperity, disharmony, disorder, chaos, and the violence of war take over. In short, such men and societies become possessed by that spirit of Satan who boasted, non serviam, I will not serve. As a result, man's life has become 
a hell on earth, especially in the fields of Verdun, the Somme, or Flanders. Pope Benedict XV, the father of Christians, was forced to watch the destruction of Christendom right before his eyes, and he saw the suicide of Europe through a civil war amongst Christian brothers. When our dearest Lord came forth from the purest virginal womb of Our Lady as that divine infant, the angels brought glad tidings to shepherds and to mankind, namely, that the promised Messiah had been born in Bethlehem to bring peace to those of goodwill. The fulfillment of Isaiah's prophecy could now be visibly seen in the incarnate God lying in that manger. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Pope Benedict XV, the Pope of Peace, once commented of Christ the King's mission of peace. He wrote, quote, Our Lord Jesus Christ came down from heaven for the very purpose of restoring amongst men the kingdom of peace, which the envy of the devil had destroyed, and it was his will that it should rest on no other foundation than that of brotherly love. The Pope continued, These are his own often repeated words. A new commandment I give unto thee, let you love one another. As though his one office and purpose in coming was to bring men to mutual love. Unquote. The angels came to announce an end to the conflict between God and mankind and an end to the war between heaven and earth initiated by Adam's rebellion. In that Christ child, the offended justice of the Father is satisfied infinitely. Yes, the sins of the world still cry to heaven for vengeance, but the cries and tears of the divine infant in the manger reach the tender heart of the merciful Father. Peace between God and man, peace therefore amongst men of goodwill, all is accomplished in Christ the Prince of Peace. This is one of the messages of Christ the King. Peace, tranquility, and serenity are found when men unite their minds and wills to that of Christ the Son of God. And from this unity and agreement of human wills comes a well-ordered family and a well-ordered society. God bless you. This presentation has been brought to you by the Fatima Center. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved. The Fatima Center operates solely on donations. Please consider making a contribution to this worthy apostolate, even a monthly tithe. Trusting that God, who is never outdone in generosity, will reward you. To contact us, please call 1-800-263-8100. Six zero, or visit our website at fatima.org.
we encourage you to share the light and truth of this presentation with others. Our Lady of Fatima, pray for us. Christ is a living God.